Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another exciting episode of Views on View. I am Steve Edwards, the host with the face for radio and the voice for being a mime, but I'm still your host. And today I'm flying solo on the panel, and I have a guest with me, Sanchita SR. I think I said that right. Did I get it right? Yes. Yes, Yes, I did. All right. Good, good. We're off on the good foot then. Today, we're here to talk about communication between components in Vue. Uh, but before we get started, Santita, if you can tell us about yourself, who you are, why you're famous, your development experience, so on. Sure. Hello. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, hi, my name is Sanchita, and I've been software developer from 5 plus years, and I've been working on Vue from two, two and a half years. I'm from India and I just moved to Australia. I live here. Australia. So tell everybody what time it is right now for you in Australia. Oh, it's it's 4 a.m. right now. 4 a.m. Yeah, it's very cold. (laughs) It's very cold, yes. Middle of the night tends to be that way. Yes, that's dedication. We appreciate that of our guests. Meanwhile, it's the middle of the morning for me, so I'm perfectly fine. Hey, folks, this is Charles Maxwood from Top End Devs. And lately, I've been working on actually building out Top End Devs. If you're interested, you can go to topendevs.com slash podcast, and you can actually hear a little bit more about my story, about why I'm doing what I'm doing with Top End Devs, why I changed it from uh, devchat.tv to Top End Devs. But what I really want to get into is that I have decided that I'm going to build the platform that I always wished I had with devchat.tv and I renamed it to Top End Devs because I want to give you the resources that are going to help you to build the career that you want, right? So whether you want to be an influencer in tech, whether you want to go and just max out your salary and then go live a lifestyle with your family, your friends, or just traveling the world or whatever, I I want to give you the resources that are going to help you do that. We're going to have career and leadership resources in there, and we're going to be giving you content on a regular basis to help you level up and max out your career. So go check it out at topendevs.com. If you sign up before my birthday, that's December 14th. If you sign up before my birthday, you can get 50% off the lifetime of your subscription. Once again, that's topendevs.com. So Sanchita looks like you have a blog on Medium under her name, Sanchita SR. And one of the posts, I guess, that caught our attention is how to communicate between components in Vue.js. So it's this, we'll talk about Vue 3 in a little bit, but this is in geared towards Vue 2, correct? Yes. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, when I wrote this, uh, it was on Vue 2, but but lot lot has changed after Vue 3 was released. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot changed with Vue 3. Granted, Vue 2 isn't going away anytime soon. I'm sure there are many, many sites out there and applications using Vue 2 and will be for a long time. So the importance of this certainly isn't going away anytime soon. Yeah, that's true. So let's uh, move through the post here and talk about the five ways that you have listed. So number one, we have props. So how, how do props work? So when we consider communication between the components, uh, it is important to understand the relationship between them. So we have parent to child uh, and child to parent and communication between any components that is sibling components. So prop is kind of parent to child communication where we define props in the child component and we kind of inject it to, you know, it in the child, you know, as in parent. Right. So in the child, we basically say, okay, this is the, these are the props that I'm expecting coming from whatever parent has included me. 
right? Could be a name, could be a string, an object, an array, a number, a Boolean, whatever, right? Yes, it's just that we need to define it in in the child component that we are sending a string or an array or something like that, and we put a value, right? So right. that yeah, it is captured in in the parent parent component. Exactly. Now, for those who might not be familiar with props, when you're sending props from the parent, you know you're basically just adding the prop as an attribute on the child component that element that you have in your template, you can send either dynamic or fixed value values, right? So if you're, you know, you might always want to, you know, in this implementation of a child component, you might always want the title to be a certain thing, right? So that would just be, you know, attribute, you know, prop name equals whatever. But you can also use a dynamic prop so that the prop that's passed to the child varies depending upon, you know, a, a variable value. And so in that case, you'd want to use the bind or the colon syntax, right? Yes. Tell, tells, tells you that the prop is going to change depending upon the, uh, the use. Yeah. One more thing I wanted to mention, uh, this method is reactive as in child component updates automatically whenever the parent data changes. Okay. Say that again. So if, you updated in the child. Yeah, and the parent, you know, the you know, if we are updating message in the child, you know, the data in the parent updates automatically. Okay, give me an example because that's doesn't sound right to me. Maybe I'm wrong. You mean? Can you give me an example? So if we if we are initializing, just say a number mm-hmm. in child component, and it is getting rendered in the parent and the you know when this number changes it is automatically reflected in the parent don't you don't need events or like scope slots to handle something like that no that's what uh, reactivity means hmm. okay so let's talk about along the same lines how you would communicate from the child to the parent All right that that is using event mm-hmm. it is you know it, it kinds of it kind of is similar to props where parent to child communication used to happen. And in events, we are communicating from child to parent, except that we are using be on directive for capturing the event. And when you when you want to fire a event, you just mention this dot emit and name of the event. We can even send the arguments. This is captured on the parent component using be on directive. It's just that we have to use the same event name while send you know while capturing and while sending the event right so in your child you would say this emit you know you could say my custom event and then pass a value of what the number is and then in your parent component yes you would have a handler some sort of handler that says okay whenever i get this event do this right okay. you can assign a method or something like that and then do what you want from there i think you know there's your native events on a lot of things like at click or uh, at input, at change, and stuff like that. And then the nice thing is you can also do your own custom events, call it whatever you want, pass whatever you want, and then handle it however you want. So just important to say that it's different communication methods from parent to child versus child to parent. Yeah. And then the benefit of the events is that you can actually listen in more than one component. You know, you could have multiple parents that implement the same child. It's just something very common, you know, say something like a layout where you have a main page and then 
Uh, you have a nav bar component with different items and the items may vary, but in your nav bar, you could listen to the events coming from the child, you know, whatever child is implemented. Yeah. I think this is very helpful when we have a component library where we are, you know, defining our own components with, with its own style. We can just pass the props and events back and forth so that, you know, it, it is very easy to handle. Right. All right. So where are we at? Number three, event bus. Now, you list, this is one that's it's available. And I know I can remember when I was first learning view, it was one I looked at and studied, but it's, I'm going to guess it's probably one of the least used ways to communicate between components, whether it's simply child, parent, whatever. Do you think, do you agree or have you seen it used? Yes, I think this is used way less. Yeah, like I said, it's kind of a dirty way to communicate communicate between components. I think I'd rather use other methods. But but yeah, when we have a very small application and we just need to send a you know very just just an ID or just a string and nothing else, yeah, we can use this. Right. Uh, yeah. But but this method I have mentioned in my blog, it is only limited to view two. This is duplicated in view three. We need to use an external library called mid.js or tiny emitter in view three to use, you know, uh, do the sibling com- communication between the components. Right. So, yeah, there's an, uh, a separate library, uh, mitt.js, mid.js, that is, I was looking at it and I forgot what it was. Oh, yeah, sort of an event emitter. Basically, if if I'm reading it correctly, yeah, it's MITs and then a pub subtype model. So, hey, whenever somebody emits this event, do whatever. Yeah. All right. So number four. Now, I found this one interesting it's using the provide inject method. But my awareness was that it was only available in view three. But you told me ahead of time that you actually got this to work in view two, correct? Yes. E- even I was not aware that... It, it didn't. It did not work in Vue three, but but yeah. When I was writing this blog, I worked with Vue two, so I guess yeah, it, it it works here. So this is like a you know parent to child communication, but we can also say it as you know grandparents to child communication. So, so how does it work? Can you want to give a quick explanation of how provide inject works? Yeah. So in parent component, you specify provide and say you return you know provide and you return a variable just just imagine we are sending a text and uh, in in the child component you just you know you just get it as get it in inject using okay. the same variable name yeah right so you're defining it now provide is basically a method but it's at the the root level of the object the defaulted view object, right? Yeah. So it's not under methods or components or something like that. It's, it's at the same level as where you would put your hooks, for instance, your uh, lifecycle hooks. Yes. All right. So it's just method, and then it returns whatever it is you want to send to your child and what you want to inject into your child. Now, since it's a method, is there a way you can call it or you can like pass in parameters or is it you? it's just a sort of a standalone method and you have to in, inside it calculate what it is you want to send to your child component? I I don't think it's kind of a method. We just specify inside a you know inside like provide, mm-hmm. and and yeah, you can just get it with inject in the child component. Right. So inject, if I'm reading this correctly, is sort of like props. It's that it's an array 
of expected values that are re- being returned from provide. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, except that parent component is considered as considered as a provider and injected into ch- into the child component. It's it's like dependency in- injection that we have in Angular. Right. Or PHP. Or, yeah, there's any number of languages that use that paradigm for sure. But in the child, you're basically saying, okay, what I'm injecting is these values that I'm expecting from provide. So yes. it's not a method. It's just an a, a array, it looks like. Yeah. This this method is really helpful when we have very, you know, uh, deeply nested components. Uh-huh. Uh, this has an advantage over prop because, hmm. say, you have... Uh, nested components which has three layers so in in case of props you have to send the prop you know down by you know you have to write it for three levels which which can be very confusing and you know it doesn't it doesn't look very good but using provide and inject you can send the data to any component and doesn't matter how deeply nested it is Hi, this is Charles Maxwood from Top End Devs, and lately I've been coaching some people on starting some podcasts and, in some cases, just taking their career to the next level. You know, whether you're beginner going to intermediate, intermediate going to advanced, whether you're trying to get noticed in the community or go freelance, I've been helping these folks figure out how to get in front of people, how to build relationships, and how to build their careers and max out and and just go to the next level. So if you're interested in talking to me and having me help you go to the next level, go to topendevs.com slash coaching. I will give you a one hour free session where we can figure out what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go and figure out what the next steps are. And then from there, we can figure out how to get you to the place you want to go. So once again, that's topendevs.com slash coaching. So it's almost like using provide makes something globally available. Yes. Is that some, accurate? That. Yeah. Interesting. So then it's uh, out there and available for any child component to use. Yes. If you just, uh, you know, specify a variable inside provide, we can use it in any child component, no matter how deeply nested it is. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And then your fifth option is using refs for parent to child communication. Yes. This is something like we can just assign reference ID to the child component using ref attribute. And from parent component, we can just get get it as this dot ref dot component name, you know, reference ID so that we get all the data of that component, child component, and we can use it. Ref equals child. Okay. Yeah, now, I know I've used refs before when you need a way to refer to a specific element in the template section within the same component, but I hadn't used it from parent to child before. That's interesting. And you can use strings. I know I've used it as methods. I've accessed methods from one component in another component using refs before in view two. So I know that can be done for sure. Now, all of these tools or ways of communicating are, she has some pretty nice clean code examples within the blog post that'll be in the show notes. So if what I've said totally confuses you, then you can come here and look at at the examples in here. Now, I think one, these are the basic examples of communicating between two components, but I think it's worth addressing that these are fairly limited, except maybe pro provide and inject. And this is when you get into a larger application, you know, with many components, hundreds of components, you know, tens, anything above three or four, I think is a good threshold is where you want to use something like state management, right? UX, 
yes, uh, in year two. Yeah, I think that's the best way. Yeah, we might need to communicate in you know uh, using the methods mentioned here, but but yeah, as the applications go larger, I think it's better to use state management. You know, it is easier to maintain the code, and you know, it, it just makes everything simple. In contrast to event bus or props, you know, props and you know events are good, but I think yeah, state management is the most comfortable way. Yeah, I've worked in some pretty large view apps, including the one I work out of my day to day. And it's interesting. It's not, they're not exclusive though. That's the thing. If you are having, you know, communicating between parent child components, which is rather common, then props work great to, you know, if you're going one level, maybe two. But once you start getting outside of that threshold, then you need Vuex, which the way I always envision it being the visual person is sort of a, a separate bucket that sits outside of your components that's accessible to all of your components sort of a if you use it right and extensively enough you can have that be your source of truth so for instance if you have component a that sits on one side of your app and then you have another component that's a few levels away or a few sibling relationships away you can set it up in a reactive way so that when you change it in state or when you change it in component a you up, it automatically updates it in state, which automatically updates the value for all of the other components depending upon it. So UX is, and state management itself, you know, React uses Redux. I'm not sure what Angular uses, to be honest. It's a learning curve, takes some getting used to, but once you learn how to implement it and set it up, then uh, it's a credibly valuable, useful tool. For sure. Now in view three, I've mentioned this before. I know there are people that have written posts about how because of the composition API, there's ways you can get around using Vuex and state management, just using the functions and the setup functions and uh, composables. But that's a topic for another day. <laughs> Definitely a little more advanced. So we've covered this a little bit. I know I don't have the experience yet and you may or may not. There was a a blog post on by somebody who goes by the name Fatfish about seven component communications in view three. So it's a little more than the five in view two. And there's, you know, as we've mentioned before, the event bus got deprecated in view three, even though he does list an event bus here, which is interesting. I wonder how that works if it got, oh no, it is removed in view three. Yes. It says view officially remains, recommends MIT or tiny emitter for sure. So let's go through this real quick. We may not have the experience to talk about it in detail, but we'll put this post and have some good example, right? So you still have props, right? Still pass directly from a child to a parent, or excuse me, parent to child, sorry. Parent to child, yeah. Right. This code is definitely a little different. You want to talk, can you talk about that? I'm looking at the code, trying to remember. So, so yeah, they have done something from the parent to child communication where, where, uh, you know, she has mentioned a list and she is rendering that list using UL and LI elements, which is being injected from the child component using prop, uh, using parent component using props. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in your, now in view two, in your child component that's receiving the props, you would just have a props object and then you would, define your list of objects, list, list of expected values, which could be either single values or an object with various things to define, like whether it's required or default values and stuff. In view three, you use a define props method, it looks like, and you're basically just passing an object that lists 
the different props. So nothing incredibly huge, just a slightly different syntax for defining those props. Yeah. And, in you know, uh, she has used emit. I think that is similar to what we have in view two. Yeah, we just have to, you know, she has just triggered the event called handle add and has captured from parent using v on directive. Right. So your method is, let's see, I'm reading through this here. Oh, when you click it, it emits your event and then you define that as a const in your setup function. Oh, instead of this emit, it's emits, like there's method emits and then your name and the values that you want to pass. So again, pretty similar structure, just slightly different syntax for how you're emitting your events. Yes. And the, there's a third method, uh, vModel. Even I was not sure how, how it works, but it seems similar to using props and emit. Yeah, right. So sort of a two-way data binding between the two. Yeah, uh, between the two components. Yeah, v, I mean, vModel is still the same. It's, uh, what is it? It, two it encompasses two different two different basic attributes. What's it? it? I forget what they are, and I should know this. <laughs> Handling the change event and then the binding to the data value or handling a couple things. Yeah. And the refs is similar to view two. Uh, nothing, you know, uh, no differences as such. Rest. Okay. Now, refs. Now, we talked about using refs in view two. You have to basically define a ref object and then you pass that. So, again, just slightly different, a little more defined syntax where you have to actually define a ref object and just set of saying this ref something equals whatever. Exactly. And even provide and inject looks the same. Mm-hmm. We don't have much difference between view two and view three. Right. Yeah. I mean, with view three, I mean, one of the big things that I've noticed and I, this is specifically done is you're not referring to this so much anymore. For instance, this in a, in view two with the child component, you do a this dot dollar sign emit to use that global capability and then whatever. And, uh, you know, you, that's how you would impact view X, this dollar sign store, various other things. In this case, this is gone and all the dollar sign variables are gone. And now you're just using provide and emits inject methods that you import with destructuring from view itself and then just use them. So some definite syntax change there. Yeah, we were discussing about event bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like I said, uh, it is deprecated in view three. So in view two, we we used view instance as a central bus event, and we emitted if we want to uh, you know send a data from from component one, we mm-hmm. use this dollar sign root dot emit. And to capture it, we use this dollar sign root dot on. Since we don't have that here, we, uh, we yeah we just have to uh, you know uh, use libraries called mitt.js. So yeah, in in that in case of mitt.js, it just yeah it it just creates an instance so that so so that we can send the we can send the uh, event similarly. Right. So the interesting thing with uh, moving on to Vuex, you know, Vuex itself is still available in Vue 3 as a core thing, but there have been some other options that have been created, other libraries for handling state management in Vue 3. One of them is Pinya, P-I-N-I-A. And I know we interviewed somebody who manages or uses Pinya quite uh, a while ago, and hopefully maybe I can find that episode and link to it. But there are uh, other options out there besides uh, Vuex for sure, which I think is awesome. 
Oh, Harlem is another one. Harlem is the other one. I think we've talked to somebody there too. So at least three different options for state management with the UX. And I think the goal with any of them is just to be uh, a little more intuitive in how it's written and how it's managed with not quite so much boilerplate needed whenever you need to do state management. But we'll throw some links in the show notes to those uh, those libraries. Yeah, I have never used Pinya. Uh, I think this is the first time I'm hearing that state management tool. Yeah, I think it's worth trying. Yeah, yeah, they definitely uh, look, like I said, they look to be a little more easier to use, a little more intuitive, but I can't really speak to speak to uh, using them because I haven't had the chance to use them yet. So, all right. So is there anything we missed that you wanted to bring up talking about communication between view components? Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Uh, also, uh, you know, I have one question that I don't understand. Okay. So for in provide or inject, they say, you know, uh, that method is not reactive, although I haven't got a chance to explore how it's not reactive. So that that might be something I need to look at. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to use provide inject myself. So off the top of my head, I can't answer that. But uh, something to to look at for sure, for those who are interested in pursuing that a little more. Yes. All right. So with that, we will move on to picks. Uh, Picks are part of the show that we get to talk about things other than code or view or JavaScript, something that might interest us. Hey, folks, if you love this podcast and would like to support the show, or if you wish you could listen without the sponsorship messages, then you're in luck. We're setting up new premium podcast feeds where you can get all of the episodes released after Christmas 2020 without the ads. Signing up will help us pay for editing and production, and you can go sign up at devchat.tv slash premium. I don't have any particular topic or thing other than my usual dad jokes and I know that my dad jokes are always the high point of any of my podcasts. I think some people would disagree, but that's okay. I'm the one telling them. So for today, so, you know, a common thing in sports games that you'll see a lot of times, particularly in professional sports, is if someone scores, you know, scores or the end of a game or something, they'll generally throw a ball into the crowd. And so I was uh, playing some sports the other day. And after I won the game, I had decided to do the same thing and throw my ball into the crowd. But apparently that's frowned upon in bowling. Thank you. Thank you. Um, pretty great. <laughs> Add jokes. <laughs> so I have a friend who uh, got a dog and he named his dog Five Miles. And he figured that way every day he could tell people that he walked five miles. You know, when he walked the dog. Well, unfortunately, today he ran over five miles. And then, fi- yes, <laughs> finally, unfortunately, my myself, my kids, my parents, my brothers, we all have problems with terrible diarrhea. You could say it runs in the family. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, I know. But it's it's still good. It makes people laugh. <laughs> So uh, do you have any picks you want to share with us, Sajita? Yes. I want to talk about a show I watched recently. Uh, It's called Normal People. Normal People. Yeah. That is actually a book adaptation of Sally Rooney's novel called Normal People. So Sally Rooney is an Irish author. She she writes pretty good books. So so yeah, this, this this was good. Yeah, it looks like it's a Hulu show, so it's available on Hulu. Am I reading that correctly? Yeah. Okay. 
she, she likes r- romantic psychological dramas. At least that's what this one is categorized as normal people. I I don't know if it was, if it was psychological drama but but yeah it, it was good. Also there's one more show called Conversations with Friends that's also you know it's 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 her book and they have made a show even that is pretty good. Oh okay yes Sally uh sorry what's her name Sally Rooney is that right? Yeah. Uh okay and she's okay yeah she's Irish. Cool. So is uh is that a who show as well do you know? Conversations with friends. Uh, right. I'm not sure. Oh, but was it just a book? No, they have a show, but I'm not sure if it's a Hulu show. Oh yeah, it is on Hulu. I can see it on here. Yeah, it's definitely on Hulu. So both Hulu shows. So if you subscribe to Hulu, you can see these normal normal people and conversations with friends. Yeah. All right. Any other picks? I watched a movie recently called Flavors of Youth. It's Japan. 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 You know, Japanese animation. It's a 1985 movie. That was pretty good. Flavors of Youth. It's on Netflix, it looks like. Yeah. Yes, here it is in IMDb. Alrighty. I will make sure and put links to those in the show notes so that you too can check them out if you're interested. So if people want to talk to you or send you nice messages or communicate with you or get your autograph, what's the best uh, way to get a hold of you? I'm on Twitter. My ID is SR Sanchita. And yeah, also LinkedIn. LinkedIn is Sanchita Sar. Yeah, I have those links here. And then your blog is, Medium blog is sanchitasr.medium.com on Medium. Yes. Yeah, it looks like you have quite a number of other articles on some norm, some JavaScript stuff, not necessarily view-specific JavaScript stuff. Looks good. So Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's, a, that's a good way to share your knowledge. Um, yes, blogging. For sure. For sure. It is. It's one of those things that I wish I took more time to do and I never do. And then I wish I had. <laughs> for yeah, sure. It sure takes a lot of time to write a blog. but It does. Yeah. Good writing takes time. Yeah. But you end up learning a lot. So Yeah. And you'd be surprised how many people you think, I don't know if anybody else is going to be interested in this. I bet I'm the only one having this problem. Then you find out, oh, this is great. I've been having this exact same problem. Yeah. And that helps. So, so for sure. Alrighty. Well, thank you. Now that it's almost five o'clock a.m., uh, you going to go back to bed or you got to get up and work now? Oh, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I would too. But thank you for staying up in the middle of the night to record this with us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And we will talk to everybody next time again on Views on View. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.